Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. I sit down here with Jara. Hey, hey. <laughs> Jara Bearski in here. <laughs> so you were born like kind of outside of like Pittsburgh, right? Or yes, I was born in a little town called Vandegrift, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Were your parents born there as well, or yes, Pennsylvania? That yeah. was my whole family. They still live there, actually. Damn. Yeah. What was it kind of like, like growing up there? Um, it was super chill. I mean, it was very family oriented. There was just, um, you know, a lot of friends hanging out with friends in houses. Like that was the main thing, you know, yeah. bonfires, quad riding, oh, stuff like that. So nice. Yeah, it was just very spacious, very woodsy. So like we had acres and acres to pretty much do whatever the hell wow. we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So it was dope. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um kind of crazy I was yeah. really crazy really? yeah I was crazy I was a wild child I like to I like to explore and adventure pretty much whatever you know mm-hmm. um, but I was also very very kind-hearted and very caring yeah. yeah and you said in an old interview you were like had some like crazy childhood or something um yeah there was definitely um, a lot of things that went down that like I put myself through and um, a lot of challenges and struggles that I went through just based upon choices that I made and, mm-hmm. and things I decided to do. Um, yeah, it, there was a lot of struggles I went through. Yeah, what, what kind of, what was it like or what was it? Um, you know, just, I feel like everybody's struggles are different, but um, mine definitely stemmed towards, you know, at the end of the day, I wanted to get out of where I was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in a place of opportunity. I wanted to be in a place where... I could fulfill my dream, which was music, you know, yeah. and I knew that wasn't Pennsylvania. And so it took every every single piece of me and my mental being and my health and everything to get myself out of there oh, so that wow. I could live here. Yeah. And that's that's what I did. What are your parents' personalities like? Um, my parents are really cool. They're super chill. Um, my mom is... My mom is actually pretty hyper. She's oh, got really? yeah, she's got a lot of energy. <laughs> kind of like you then. <laughs> yeah, kind of like me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot like my mom in some ways. Um, she's definitely energetic. She uh, she taught me a lot, man. She was a very very wise woman growing mm-hmm. up. She yeah. was very sweet and did everything she could for me. And my dad's a freaking jokester. Yeah, he's literally hilarious. Oh my like, gosh. if you sat down and had a conversation with my dad, you'd probably be laughing for a solid <laughs> hour, and that's yeah. about it. <laughs> They're cool. They're dope. What are their careers in? Um, they're actually both in massively like hard labor. Um, oh. So my mom cleans houses for a living. She runs yeah. her own business. Um, and my dad, he works for a company called Unifirst, which mm-hmm. is um, basically they deliver like uniforms and mm-hmm. mats and just really, really heavy stuff that like my dad has to carry all the time. Mm-hmm. So he delivers that to different companies yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. Where do you think do. you got your creative side from then? Uh, definitely my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Um, her father played drums for the church yeah. uh, back home, Evangel Heights. Oh, wow. And my mom, she wouldn't sing unless she had, like, a shot in her. Uh, mm-hmm. She had to, like, loosen up a little bit. But she she had a great voice when, when she would actually build the courage to let people hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any, like, 
musicians or anyone you like looked up to around you who were like paving the way? Um, there was one person in particular who taught me pretty much everything I know about guitar. We reconstructed guitars together. Um, his name was Tom, Tom Danaher. He actually passed away oh. about two months before I moved to LA, wow. which was two years ago. So yeah, it's been a while, but um, I've got all the memories and all of the knowledge that he taught me. So yeah, he was definitely a, a huge part in my life from when I was about 10 or 11 till I was about 15, 14, yeah. 15, yeah. And a lot of like early music you played, it was like in your parents' car, they were like driving in a semi or something, it was like sugar sugar. Yeah, um, I would listen to, with my dad and I, we yeah. love the Bee Gees, mm -hmm. um, so we would just blast the Bee Gees 24-7 if it was him and I, and then my mom, she was very... She's very diverse, actually, with, like, genres that she, mm -hmm. she liked to listen to. She would listen to, like, Christian music and, like, oh, Jars wow. of Clay. And she'd listen to, like, Christina Perry. And then she mm -hmm. even liked rap. So she'd listen to, like, oh, Wiz wow. Khalifa with me and yeah. uh, 2 Chains and everything. <laughs> yeah, she was, she's cool. She yeah. loves music, though. She's always a music head. And was music your favorite subject in school, or you just didn't like school at all? Um, lunch, actually. Lunch and gym and music were my favorites. School was cool. I have to say, like, a lot of people, like, during... During the process that you're going through school as a teenager and as a child through elementary and all that, it's hard because, you know, kids are mean. Like, mm -hmm. kids are really cruel, you know? And so it, for me, to anybody who listens to me and who will take my advice, it's literally as simple as this. And it sounds cliche, but mm -hmm. treat people how you want to be treated, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime I, when I was in school, for those years I was, if I saw somebody sitting alone, say at lunch, right, mm -hmm. go sit next to them. It doesn't matter what their stature is or whatever the hell yeah. you want to call it in school. But, you know, it, that goes a long way because certain people, they don't get that that love and attention and that feeling of friendship and, and that feeling of acceptance. And that's wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. We should all be able to feel that. Yeah. So, At what age did you actually start to, like, write songs and everything? Um, That's... That's a good question. I was probably about eight or nine when I was writing like poetry that I was just like, you know, humming along to. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say I was about nine when I wrote my first song, yeah. which was for my father, <laughs> basically gassing him up, telling him how cool he was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God, literally. So cute. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was a daddy's what girl. What did it kind of sound like? Um, it was like star shining in the moonlight. Nothing could be more bright than you And when you whisper in my ear Nothing could be more clear, it's true Oh Wow, and you're the one you were nine? I did Telling, I like did. so early You know, on. Just, just telling people how it is Telling them how much I love my daddy Yeah, yeah. And then after school, did you like do music or like what? After, um, what after see, I, I took myself out of school in sixth grade, talked mm -hmm. to my parents, you know, saw if it was okay. You know, I wanted to have time to learn guitar. I wanted to have time to focus on my art, to focus on what mm -hmm. I wanted to be doing, you know, in life. And to me, um, I, you know, I wanted to do cyber so that I could be on my own schedule, you know, make my own life, yeah. you know. So um, I started doing cyber school at the end of sixth grade. I did it the rest of that. Seventh grade, I wanted to see what middle school was like, so I um, went back for the first half, and then I took myself back out because I was like, this is not it. Yeah. And then I stayed in cyber school for the end of seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and then I went back for high school to see what it was like in 11th, and it wasn't my thing. 
got myself into a lot of trouble and like on purpose by the way Whoa. yeah because like I just didn't want to be going class to class with a lot of people who already had their cliques and like mm. I didn't have I didn't have that like that place with these people, you know mm, what I mean? Because I yeah. had taken myself out for so long that it, I get it, you know, it was hard. But um, yeah. but yeah, I did cyber school for a really long time and that allowed me to have free time mm-hmm. to do whatever I wanted. Wow. What did your parents even think of I'm surprised they like let you. Are they super chill or? Um, my mom was always the one who was very like understanding of my career path of like what I was choosing to do. She was mm. super supportive. My dad was a little bit more like, you know, I, I, you know, this is great, Jara. I, I'm, you know, supportive of you and whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, you know, I think you should have a plan B just in case. Like that was how my dad was kind of. So, yeah. um, no, nah, but they were very chill about it. They were very supportive of whatever I wanted to do yeah. and let me do it. That's kind of impressive that your mom was so supportive because there's not many people like in your scene who was doing music back exactly. then. Exactly. And, and that, then she already saw like the vision for you. I think that's so cool. It is. No, it, it definitely is. And she is like one of the one of the biggest parts in, in my life and who I am today and, yeah. and my career and decisions that I make, you know, she taught me a lot. Yeah. And then, so you started putting out music under like the same name or did, well, how was it like, like the early middle school? So music? early middle school, I wasn't really putting out too, too much original material. Mm-hmm. It was more so like doing covers and throwing them right. on YouTube oh, when that was a big okay. thing. So I was doing that. You, like starting to do the whole YouTube um, thing? I think I was... 14 yeah 14 when I started doing YouTube um which was really dope it was cool um but you know to me I we were trying to find my sound at that Mm -hmm. time you know Ryan Tedder and I and it it takes a lot you know as an artist to people think oh they just like sounded like that oh that's amazing you know Mm -hmm. that's not ever how it works you Mm -hmm. have to work towards your sound and you have to figure out exactly what you want it to be um in order to be you fully you know Mm -hmm. so um we did a we took a lot a lot of time yeah on doing that what do you think of doing covers of songs and like because you already did like a lot of original music like you already wrote so much so why didn't you think about just like putting out your own songs like original stuff rather than doing covers um because to me i feel like at the end of the day putting out a cover and and putting out something that inspires me and kind of showing people that side Mm -hmm. um is also just as important you know as to who I am as an artist because without the artists that I listen to and I cover and I love I wouldn't have that inspiration you know what I mean to go ahead and do my originals Mm -hmm. now the reason I wouldn't release an original back then was like I said I was looking for my sound and to me it just wasn't perfect it didn't Mm -hmm. fit perfectly you know and so I didn't want to put that out and sell something to people that was not 100% authentic yeah that's kind of impressive because you're still like young back then but you already had this like mindset that you know you weren't like at that level yeah I I just knew man like ever since I can never remember I knew I was going to be an entertainer I knew I was going to perform for people and inspire people and hopefully you know make people want to do what they want to do yeah you know and at what was there like a specific song or like turning point that it started to get like momentum um, SMH was the first song that I ever recorded in, a, in an official studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still up on SoundCloud if y'all want to check it out. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, young little Jer Bear singing about all the, uh, you know, TTYO and SMH and all those little things we used to say all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was probably, you know, one of the turning points for me that I realized, oh, wow, like, I can do this, you yeah. know, I can record in a studio, I can take direction really well, I can, you know, I can do this, period, mm. and um, I would say that was it. Yeah, Yeah. and actually what's the decision behind, like, keeping up those, like, 
the like uh, the Adele song and the other SoundCloud stuff still up? Because I feel like a lot of labels like want to erase the past. So what was the decision behind that? Um, it's um, primarily it's my decision, mm -hmm. you know. And to me, to show people where I've come from and to leave that, that up, it's yeah. like why would I take something down that's a memory? Yeah, that's a piece that. of the process. That's a piece. It's a step in in the right direction of where I'm at now. You yeah. know what I mean? So I would never take that down. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you able to like get your self like with like record labels and stuff like that? Um, that was definitely a process. I remember, you know, in, in school and stuff and people would always be like, Oh, you know, why aren't you signed? Why aren't you signed? In it's school? just, yeah. Like when I was younger wow. and, and uh, you know, cause they don't really understand people who aren't going in that path or, yeah. you know, of entertainment and stuff like that. They don't really understand, you know, what it takes to get mm. it even in front of those doors. Yeah. Let alone getting signed by one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, how that happened was I literally, March 3rd of 2016, um, I moved out to California. Mm -hmm. And my my producer and the person who I've been working with since I was 13 years old, Ryan M. Tedder, uh, he had already lived here for like six months. So I was oh. in Pittsburgh like, I have nobody out here to work yeah. with. Like, I need this. Like, mm -hmm. I have to get there. So I made it happen. And we got here to California. And um, as soon as I touched base, the next day, yeah. we started working. And we worked solid for, like, I think it was a month and a half. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, we had worked since I was 13, so mm -hmm. this was a long process. But I got to L.A. Uh, March 3rd, like I said, and literally just work, 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 work. The first week I was here, I had my first ever meeting with a label, yeah. which was Epic Records. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Met with them. Got Kind of got to see, like how it worked a little bit right. even just meetings like I yeah. wasn't like I wasn't affiliated fully with how everything worked so mm -hmm. it was really cool to get to see that and they were they were great people and you know so that was my first meeting second meeting comes I met with Interscope like it, it just all kind of happened all at once yeah um but Darius Darius Ingram who is the vice president of Upscale Music Group who's mm -hmm. also who I'm signed to yeah he had a connection at Interscope which is how I got with them oh. so that was uh, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, and I met with Aaron Bayshuk, who was the president, and we sat for, like, two hours and talked, and, you know, just, it was amazing. Yeah. Did you already have a lot of stuff out by then? No, I had nothing out. Wow, then, then that's yeah. really crazy that they were Yeah, there was, there was a project that we had worked on um, when I got to L.A., and it literally, that project is what we shopped around, and then I changed my hair color, and... Yeah, actually, well, yeah. was that, like, how... When was that that you changed your hair? That was just like last that was, year? Or? No, that was two years ago yeah. um, that I changed my hair. Yeah. And at first I had it as just an ombre because yeah. I was kind of like scared to do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was no, like, oh no. I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I was like, you know what? No, nah, I need I need the whole thing. Yeah. So ended up getting it all dyed 2016. Yeah. So two years ago about. What was the decision behind that? Did you want to like stand out from everyone else or? Um, it was more so because my mom never allowed me to cut my hair. She never allowed me to dye my hair. And so for me, it was wow. like I, I wanted so badly to yeah. do that. And as soon as I was out here in L.A., because in Pennsylvania, like a lot of the people that I would ask would tell me, oh, well, I'll just damage your hair. And like, I can't, we're not going to mm. do that. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh. And then we came out here. And I had people telling me, oh, my God, like, yeah, I could do that. Easy. Yeah, like, so I was like, awesome. what? So, yeah, as soon as I got the opportunity, I went and blue is my favorite yeah. color. So I just decided blue. Yeah. yeah. Are you ever afraid that you're going to be, like, the singer with the blue hair? Or, like, so getting out of that, like, branding, like, later on? Um, I don't really get too afraid of anything, mm -hmm. you know, later on. I, I try to tell people 
my mentality is this. I don't like to plan, over plan things. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, life is life and shit's going to happen. You yeah. Know? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I try to be prepared as best I can for whatever the future holds. And right now I'm just doing what I love to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I dress how I want because I enjoy wearing what I wear. Yeah. I, I'll dye my hair whatever color because it's what I love to wear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. for me, it's really not about in the future are people going to put me in a category if that's the case and that so be yeah. that but I don't categorize myself yeah. so you know what I mean actually for your like fashion or music videos I feel like it's all like super cohesive do you have like non-music like inspirations like non-music artists Picasso but... is definitely an inspiration yeah. I mean if you look at all of his art it's it's all abstract it's all mm-hmm. um, it's all beauty anything I mean I truly can find art and beauty in almost anything mm-hmm. like I can look at leaves on a tree and look yeah. at all of the veins in it and like there, there's beauty in everything to me so inspiration comes everywhere inspiration is the world for me yeah you know and what was your decision to make like from the early on like so many songs about like weed and everything um, for me, marijuana has just been, you know, cannabis is a huge part in my life. Um, it helps me a lot with my pain. Mm-hmm. It helps me a lot with my creative process. And so it wasn't really a decision. It's more so of, of a, I want to give people me. And a part of me is cannabis, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and using cannabis. And so I don't want to just keep something away from people and hide right. it, hide it, hide it, because there's really no reason for that. So I think the reason behind it is just to be honest and to be open a, about who I am as a yeah. person. You know, how do you think your music has changed from the really early songs that you made? Um, my music has changed a lot because I've always been, a, I think, an urban head. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, when I would ask, like, I want super urban, like, no, put that bass in there, like, yeah. you know, everybody'd be like, ah, I don't know, like, you're just this little white girl, and like, <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. And I was yeah. like, listen, listen, we gonna do this because urban is my favorite, and. And so I think in the beginning, it was it was kind of like people wanted me to do a pop. Uh, yeah. They wanted me to be a, a, you know, poppy, you know. And that's yeah. cool. I love pop music. But to me, I want it to be more real than just pop. I want it to be more than just the fluffy stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. I want there to be substance. I want there to be... I want there to be a feeling no matter what it is. I want it to make you feel something. Yeah. Deep, you know. Mm-hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? My biggest challenges so far, well, my biggest challenge so far is probably my brain. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, as human beings, we can all put a persona on of, you know, I feel okay this time. And, like, sometimes sometimes you let things get to you and you overthink a lot. Yeah. You know, and for mm. me, I, I tend to overthink a lot. You know, and I have anxiety because of it. And so for me, I think the biggest challenge has been telling myself, like, you are just an artist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I think as artists and as entertainers, and we put so much pressure on ourselves. It's not per se the people around us putting mm-hmm. pressure on us, but it's ourselves, you yeah. know? And so I think that pressure, I'm, I'm learning to, like, kind of take that pressure off myself, go with the waves, not fight them. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Type deal. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? Oh, oh man. <laughs> Reaction. Uh, definitely a 360. And, I, you know, five years down the road, it'll be another 360 because mm-hmm. we never stop growing as humans. But I've yeah. changed so much, you know. I, I'm so hungry for this. And mm-hmm. I'm so 100 and 
20% dedicated to what I do. Yeah. Whereas in back in the day, I was still a kid, you know, I was still searching for who I was. I was still searching for exactly what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because even though I had this God-given talent, even though I had this, this calling, it didn't mean that I was ready for it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I had to do things and I had to challenge myself and I had to put myself through things in order to come back to the fact of, okay, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I've hit the ground running ever since then. And also living in L.A., that changes you too, you know what I mean? You harden up a little bit. People out here aren't the same as people yeah. on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Last question. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for being a great woman mm -hmm. in all ways, shapes, and forms. And that doesn't really pertain as much to my career as anything else. But, it, I mean, it does because of the simple fact that, like, what I preach to people, what I say, what I sing about, I want people to be able to take something from it that's mm -hmm. positive. You know yeah. what I mean? So I want to be remembered as a great woman. Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you so much. Hell that yeah, was thank awesome. you. Absolutely. It was a blast. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. Bye. Thank you guys. <laughs>